Tandem Nomads, episode 241. One of the things that's so important about self-care is recognizing that it's there's actually such a broad definition, so much broader than how we often typically, stereotypically think about self-care. And one of our favorite quotes that we've come across in recent months is this idea that self-care is actually about creating a life that you don't need to escape from. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and guidance to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. Nomad Nation, this is a very sensitive and yet a very important topic today that we will cover. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know, although this episode is all about how to go through all kinds of different challenges in life and still keep up with a business, we will talk a lot about grief, especially when we lose somebody really near to us and still have to keep up with the business. So I just want to put out this note in case if you are in a difficult moment and going through that, maybe this episode might be a little difficult to hear. So maybe you want to check in with yourself and see if you feel ready to listen stories about grief and business at the same time. And if not, know that you can save this episode for later when you feel like you can engage with such a topic. Or maybe the opposite, it might actually help you to hear other people who've been going through a similar journey. But in any case, I just wanted to warn you so that you can be prepared to this amazing stories that our guests will share with us. And also know that this is a two-part episode. This first part will be very, very personal. We'll talk about the circumstances of um, how to deal with the challenges when the personal challenges and most importantly how to observe a lot of self-care in difficult times while still keeping up the business and keep trying to keep the lights on the virtual lights on like I like to call them in the second piece of this podcast episodes we will have more like guidance and strategic parts as well so make sure to tune into the part two of this episode also, I cannot help it, but I need to apologize as well for the quality of the sound of this episode. I must confess, this episode was recorded while I was in the middle of a transition in my move from New York to Vienna, and I had recorded this episode in an empty apartment where it was so echoey and my equipment was not so good. So I really apologize if that kind of distracts you a little bit, but I hope that the content itself will be captivating enough so that you get to forget a little bit some of those sounds or echoes that are out there. So thank you so much and can't wait to dive into this. Let's get started with this part one. One of the biggest challenges as a solo entrepreneur and an entrepreneur in general, but specifically solo entrepreneurs, is that if you're not doing well, your business will struggle. And it's really important to really understand that we are human. But how can you create a sustainable business on the long term that actually provides real revenue if 
you struggle in your personal life, be it physically, mentally, family, or have a lot to carry on your shoulders. So I really want to bring this topic to you. Our guests today, they're very special to me. There are two clients I've been working with, and they've been going through a lot of challenges as we've been working together on developing their business. And for me, it's been so inspiring to watch them actually show up in their business, but still be very mindful about their mental health and their self-care. They are therapists, so this also helps very much. And I'm excited to welcome them and share with you their wisdom on the topic. So Karen and Melissa, thank you for being here. And are you ready for this ride? Yeah, so happy to be here, Amel. Absolutely. Thank you for having us, Amel. It's my true pleasure. So Nomad Nation, few words about Melissa and Karen. They are two mid-career-ish psychologists who love what they do and also recognize how important it is to take care of themselves in this work, as I mentioned before. They know that there are so many other female mental health professionals like them who are trying to balance their careers with additional caregiving roles, whether young children's, aging parents, or anything in between. They created intentional therapists to help female mental health professionals make themselves a priority, stay healthy and happy through intentional, creative, and playful self-care. And I love that word. So thank you so much, Karen and Melissa, for being here again. And oh my God, I actually want to start with the beginning of the story. How did you two get to work together and build a business together? How did this come along? Well, um, I had the good fortune of being um, one of Melissa's supervisors when she was completing a residency program. And uh, we kept in touch. We worked as colleagues in Manitoba. And there came a point in, I think, both of our careers where we were looking for something a little different um, and wanting to use our experience and degrees in a slightly different way. And I think we, we tossed around quite a few ideas, but the one that really resonated with us both was the idea of supporting uh, female mental health providers in their own self-care journey. And I think really the reason it resonated for both of us, and I'll let Melissa certainly jump in as well if I'm not capturing this, this accurately, is both of us had had experience working in both public and private settings in the mental health field. So we, we knew firsthand some of the hazards or, or challenges that come in working in those settings. And um, we personally had our own experiences and challenges with self-care and managing competing responsibilities and demands, and really just felt that it would be so helpful if we would have had a network to connect with and someone actually talking about these ideas and supporting us in our own self-care journey. And I think it just really grew from there. Absolutely everything Karen just said is, is very true. And I think another thing that, that actually spurred some of this for us was the fact that uh, I actually had been living abroad when we were first discussing some of our ideas and desires to do something a little different. Uh, had been living in India for a couple of years and, uh, and then moved back to Canada and really uh, felt as though um, it was a, a good time to explore doing something a little bit different than kind of a traditional one-to-one -one therapy model and just having an opportunity to use our skills in a slightly different way. And as Karen said, uh, having had various 
previous roles in the mental health field just gave us both, I think, a unique perspective on what could be something that we could provide of value to, to others in our field as well. I have to say, watching you through all these months to see how you actually complement each other so, so well. And I think this is something that a lot of people look for, such a partner. And this is something mm -hmm. that I think it's, um, it's a beautiful um, it's a beautiful relationship that I see that you two have through the business. So before we go into the topic, I still want to know a little bit more about if you could share a little bit. About how do you do that? How do you actually help therapists with self-care? Because obviously one thing we didn't mention too much, but therapists are have a huge role, role and, and responsibility in helping people with their own self-care and mental health. But sometimes they themselves struggle with that. So how do you actually help them with that? I think one of the, the most foundational things, at least that we're trying to do, Amel, is, is really normalize the importance of self-care for mental health professionals and, uh, and emphasize that this is something that is really foundational to our work. It's not something that you just fit in in the evenings or weekends when you have time for it, that this is really truly something that actually needs to be part of our workday, that this is how we make our work sustainable for ourselves, especially throughout the past year and a half of the pandemic, when there's been such an increased demand for mental health services. And so, so really the, the way at least that we are trying to kind of change the conversation and redefine the norms around self-care, uh, first and foremost is through our uh, newsletter um, that we, we send out on a regular basis. And a big part of that for us is actually being transparent and even a little bit vulnerable at times uh, in reflecting on our own self-care practices, our own self-care missteps, and, uh, and really sharing with the people in our community uh, here's what we are trying to be intentional about. Here's what we're trying to reflect on. Here's uh, some strategies that we've tried that have worked for us. Here's strategies that maybe haven't worked so well for us. So really sharing kind of our own journey of um, trying to be more intentional and creative and playful with our own self-care. Uh, and then, so, so that's what we do on an ongoing basis. And then on a, just another kind of logistical level, uh, we've been offering workshops uh, as well as kind of small group meetings um, to really be working more directly with um, female mental health professionals to uh, uh, not only continue that conversation around emphasizing the importance of our own self-care, but then also working on um, our, what are the strategies that we're actually using to do that. And then really importantly, offering support from the other participants in those activities as well. So that everybody can really start to take in that sense that, yeah, this is important for me. This is something I need to be doing. This isn't just a nice to have. This is, this is a part of my job, basically. I, I think an, another big piece of it has been um, normalizing the challenges that we have with self-care, because I think in some ways it's been this, this secrecy uh, for therapists, right? Because we help people with, with this. The assumption is, well, we'll just naturally know how to do this. So we shouldn't really need help or support in putting these strategies in place for ourselves and realizing that that's not at all the case. And there are lots of reasons why it's, why it's very challenging for mental health professionals to put this into their own life. 
Um, so I think just opening up that discussion has been so freeing for people and has alleviated a lot of the self-blame and judgment that can really keep people paralyzed and um, prevent them from actually taking action. Um, you know, uh, you both said something that is so important to me and actually the one of the main reasons I wanted you to come on the show is the first one is when, uh, Melissa, you said, it's actually part of our job. Our self-care is part of our job. And, and also when Karen, you said about, um, you know, like demystifying the mental health difficulties and the self-care difficulties that therapists experience and normalizing it, it's actually something where for entrepreneurs beyond just therapists, these are two important things that I, are, are really important to me as well. And, and, and Tandem Nomads, I try to talk about this as soon as, as often as possible and being vulnerable with it is really, really important. So we have a lot of common things here. And although you're therapists, I think as entrepreneurs and therapists, there's so much you can bring us here today. So thank you for that. So actually, I actually want to know a little more about because you talked a lot about being vulnerable and how you actually created something that you yourself needed along the way. I would love to know what are the challenges that, that you've experienced along the way as you, as therapists, but also as two business owners who decided to, to partner to build this business into an intentional therapist. Yeah. Thank you for raising this ML. So, uh, Certainly for my myself, uh, of course, the, just the pandemic uh, mm. itself has been um, obviously an ongoing source of stress in different ways at different times. Uh, I do have a young son. And so certainly at the beginning of the pandemic, which was only... It's so strange to think of it now, isn't it, Karen? But um, we had only launched our business a few months before the pandemic hit. And so, uh, you know, we were still really getting our footing around like, what, what are we even doing? You know, what are, what's our messaging, all of this? And uh, I think it probably was really fortunate for us, though, because the, the pandemic, um, I think really allowed us to connect with some of our community members in a different way than we uh, might have been able to if the pandemic hadn't happened. Uh, but so certainly all of the balancing of life and the pandemic and increased work demands, all of that, and the switch from working in person with people to working virtually, uh, just, you know, everything really was sort of turned upside down at the beginning of the pandemic. So there was all of that personal adjustment to that, as well as the, like I said, balancing of, uh, you know, now also having to have my son at home um, and my husband and I trying to balance his uh, care with our work and right, just all of those things. Uh, and then of course, just too being far away from family members. So as I mentioned, I um, previously had been living in India, was back in Canada when the pandemic started, but still not near family members. Uh, so that was definitely very stressful as well. And particularly because um, about half a year before the pandemic hit, uh, my mom was diagnosed with ALS. And sadly, partway through the pandemic, actually last Christmas, passed away suddenly. Uh, and so as anyone who's experienced that, or even if one hasn't, can, has experienced it, can imagine that that really sucked <laughs> and um, was terrible timing uh, because the pandemic was in full force at that point. Uh, couldn't even 
uh, fly to be with my dad or my siblings. Uh, we had to postpone the funeral, right? All of the things. Uh, so, so that was certainly um, unexpected and just like basically the worst timing that you could imagine <laughs> for something mm -hmm. like that to happen. Um, and thankfully, since then, uh, my family has been able to have uh, a proper funeral and, uh, and, you know, we've been able to move forward in our own um, healing and processing of, of that loss. Uh, and, and, but of course it, um, uh, you know, takes, takes a toll. And, uh, you know, I have to say in terms of being able to continue with the business, this is where it's just been so incredibly helpful to be doing this with a partner, um, to have, to have not been doing this on my own, as Karen mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we, and as you commented on as well, Mel, we've sort of been able to, uh, kind of pick up the slack for the other person. If there's been times where, um, uh, where one of us for various reasons hasn't been, um, able to, uh, to attend to something that we maybe otherwise, uh, would have done, uh, for, you know, for our newsletter or something like that. I think the other thing is, has, has been just, um, in the midst of these difficulties and also giving ourselves permission to sometimes change course. And maybe if we've been planning to do one thing, realize, you know what, we don't have to put this much pressure on ourselves. We actually can postpone that. We can do it later. We can do something different or we can do a revised version of it. Or we can even a few times we've sent a message to our, our mailing list, to our community, just saying um, we're going to take our own advice and give ourselves permission to pause this week. And, uh, you know, we'll... Um, we'll share more details of something we've got in the works next time. But right now we we're going to just take a pause. And so that's, that's been so, so incredibly important um, it, as we've been just trying to navigate all of the things, both pandemic wise and um, more directly related to our, to at least my personal circumstances. Well, thank you for sharing that Melissa with us. And I don't know if Karen, you want to add something before I jump in. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I, you know, as luck would have it, in some ways, Melissa and I face some similar uh, challenges. Um, you know, I certainly echo everything Melissa mentioned about the pandemic. I, I am close to my family, but the pandemic created some unique challenges for me because of aging parents. And, uh, you know, just as the pandemic came into place, we started noticing some pretty significant changes in my parents. And, um, you know, they, they both ended up getting diagnosed with dementia. And, um, it, you know, we had to move them out of their house into kind of more assisted living and supportive living. And, uh, and then I'm, um, uh, my mother passed away as well, so we uh, we certainly shared a lot of a lot of similar challenges. My heart goes out to both of you, and I'll, I I want to just pause here and share how much I'm grateful for all of, for both of you for sharing these painful moments of your lives, and we uh, we talked a lot at length together to make sure that you were okay with that because I would I would not want you to be in that situation, and I know how hard it is, and I will be sharing a little bit about my journey as well, but I'm grateful for your vulnerability and the fact 
I think we all are here because we think it's important that other people know that they're not alone. And, um, and we're humans, we're humans and we can, we can still keep committed to our businesses, but there are ways also to do it in a way that is respectful of our own rhythm and our own body and minds. And, and this is why I really wanted you to be here. So first of all, I just want to tell you how grateful I am and thank you. And my heart goes out to both of you and, and I'm so sorry for all your losses. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. And yeah. and yeah, my loss is, is a bit more recent. My mom passed away in July and uh, we actually just had the service last weekend. So um, for sure, you know, I think we're in different places with our, our grief journey as well. And, you know, I will say one of the things that really kept me going with the business is, um, you know, it was honestly an important part of my self-care. Um, the, the creative outlet that it provides mm-hmm. and it connects me with values that are so important. It, uh, it really was an important part of my self care as I was going through, you know, so many challenges and uh, needing to kind of sort out how my, how my new reality was going to look. So, um, you know, I, it was just, it really was a key part of my self care and it, and I think that's one of the reasons it kept me going as well. Yeah, I love what you're saying here, Karen, we'll go into more details about some strategic things we can share to help those who might be listening hopefully those of you are listening are not going through all of that we hope that for you but it's always good to I think um, just know that it's possible hopefully it will never happen but if you're in these situations and even less grave situations uh, of overwhelm with life and and burdens and 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 responsibilities uh, we want to bring some insights here for you but one of the things before we go there that Karen you said and I kept thinking about you as I've been actually going through my own set of challenges I remember very well when we were on a session and you came back after a a difficult time and you were like actually I don't want to stop I I remember I was like should we just pause and it's like I don't want to pause because it's actually my outlet that just brings me joy and today I know exactly what you're talking about because I'm experiencing that as well and like if it wasn't for my business I think I would even be more miserable so um so we're very lucky to have businesses and outlets that we love and the clients we love to serve and this is this is a big plus the positive reverse side of overwhelm is that there's also a business that actually keeps us in check and helps us stay to stay motivated and and fight to get better. I want to pick up on a couple of things that you both said about some of the things that has helped you on top of the love for what you do is um, the first thing you said, and I want to pick up on it because I know a lot of my clients and the listeners who actually dream to have a partner. And Melissa, you've been saying how helpful it's been. And Karen, you've also mentioned that, how helpful it's been for you to be able to count on each other when one of you can perform or work. And um, I kind of want to make a shout out to all of you who don't have that partner, um, who don't necessarily have that partner. And I think it's not it's not always possible to find that ideal partner, but there are other things where you can actually count on other people. First of all, getting support from your family, creating your support system in your family, your friends, and that's important. It doesn't only have to be in the business. And even in the business, I have a whole episode about building your team. And I was talking about how important it is early on to think of keeping your eyes and your ears open, first of all, to potential partnership, but as well as 
people who you can bring into your business. And I can tell you from my experience in the couple of months where I really struggled as well as my own father is going through a difficult time, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I couldn't count on my team. And a big shout out to Sarah, who's been amazing throughout this journey, who's my right hand in the business. I, it's true that it would, it would, I would say, first of all, my family and friend support system, that was important, but also having people in the team that it helps. It's, um, it's really critical. And finally, I just, on the mar I bring back my marketing coaching hat here, smiling, but also building the foundations right from the start helps actually when you have healthy foundations in your business, then you can actually pause, slow down or adjust things. Um, and I think that's what you've been doing. You've built those foundations that allow you to actually create the rhythm that works for you. And we'll talk about those foundations. Um, another thing you said uh, that I want to highlight that is super important is uh, it's not because you've planned something that you cannot just course correct or pivot Right. So we've been pivoting a few times throughout the pandemic first, and then we pivoted. Uh, I say we, sorry, I'm including myself here because I'm so much into what you do, but you've been pivoting many times, but also with grace and with confidence. And that's important. Like you don't have to apologize for that. And this is really, really important. Um, I've had to do that many times lately as well. For those of you listening, if you've been waiting for that workshop, you remember I announced the workshop that I actually then said, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I just can't do the workshop and, and that's okay. We're, you know, okay. and I love when you talked about giving ourselves permission to do that with confidence and that's okay. Like being committing to the business doesn't mean that you have to do everything that you said you would be doing. It's more about being clever about how to pivot and adjust things. Absolutely. Yeah. That just so echoes a number of conversations that Karen and I have had, especially at times where we've struggled a little bit with, uh, you know, here's maybe some exciting plan that we had, uh, but then life getting in the way and, and really just having to stop ourselves and remind ourselves that, yeah, it's okay to change course and it's okay to do something different or, and, and it's also okay to not do at all what we were planning to do. Um, because uh, ultimately, I think what's been so true for both of us throughout our experience so far has been just what's going to be sustainable for us. And, and I, I do have to say, I think, um, I mean, just like Karen said, the, the having this business has, has also really helped fueled me throughout uh, this pandemic and, and really has been such a valuable creative outlet. So it, it has been part of my self-care as well, but it's also because I think we have both worked really hard to kind of create our business in a way and at a pace that is sustainable for us, because of course we are doing this as a side hustle, right. Outside of our, our full-time jobs and, uh, you know, would love to probably make it more of our, um, more of our, our working hours at some point, but in the meantime, it's still just sort of a, a sliver of our, our overall work sphere. And so, but because it's so important to both of us, um, doing it in a way that is sustainable is, is so key. Yeah. Which means sometimes giving ourselves permission to, to change the plan and maybe do a little bit less and yeah, I'm totally, totally. Okay. I just want to highlight, you know, the 
the self-care kind of framework that that Melissa and I have developed is kind of a, a, aligned with four pillars of self-care and and you know one is connection and community creativity courage and compassion and some of the things that you're talking about I think really fall into both of those categories, right, Amel? I mean, talking about having a team really highlights the importance of having connections and a sense of community where you can be vulnerable, you can share your imposter syndrome issues and how they're impacting you, and you can reach out for help. And I think the courage piece really shows up where we do give ourselves permission to pivot and change course because oftentimes a lot of the self-care is hard it's uncomfortable to do and so it takes courage and we need to remind ourselves about that 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 sometimes self-care is about experiencing discomfort initially in order to reap the benefits down the road isn't this so powerful nomad nation i hope this first part was inspiring to you and encouraging no matter which challenge you might be going through or even if you don't that it helps you find inspiration through the little hiccups of life and uh, maybe sometimes the big ones so we're ending the first part of this two-part series in this first part we talked a lot about the importance of self-care obviously but also of being okay with not being okay, if you see what I mean, and being okay with communicating it around us. And that's the whole also purpose of this episode, as you will see it. Having the courage, as Karen said, to change the plans and adapt things and make things work for you. But in the second part, we'll talk about what can you actually keep up with? What are those little things you can do to still keep sustainability and consistency in your business um, in a way that works for you as well? What are those little things you can do to really make sure that the business continues as you move forward? So I hope that you'll find that as well interesting. But before we end, I do have a very personal note to share with you. We talked about something that is very often so hard to speak about, especially when we're still in the process of grief. And for that reason, I just want to take a pause here and share with you that this episode was recorded a month before my own father passed away. I have been transitioning, moving from New York to Austria. And while moving and trying to unpack, finding an apartment, I actually spent most of my time traveling back and forth to France where my father was hospitalized. And I've spent the last two weeks of his life by his side taking care of him when my mother had to go herself to South Korea and pack her stuff because my parents were actually reaching the end of their lease and the end of the posting of my father in South Korea and they were asked to leave the 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 house where they were living so that the new replacement of my father could take over and there was a deadline so she absolutely had to go and and pack their things fortunately he did wait for my mother to come back as i had called her to hurry up and finish her last box and come i also want to take this opportunity to uh thank 
a lot of people and is as ironic or sad or maybe a nice sign of the universe my dad passed away on the anniversary date of Tandem Nomads the sixth anniversary so I want to thank all of you who listen to this podcast regularly and actually wait for every podcast episode every single week I did announce um, a month ago that I was gonna pause the podcast when I knew that I had to go and be by my dad's side and although I had many episodes in store speaking of doing things the way we feel them which is important although I had batched my episodes and everything was ready I did not feel like sharing them I needed to respect the silence that I was in spiritually with and through my podcast It's been now two weeks and a half since my father passed away and I feel fortunate that I'm able to take the microphone today and talk to you. Um, and the reason I'm doing this now is just to let you know that more than ever, I was already so grateful to Melissa and Karen who were willing to share their journey of keeping up with the business while preserving our own self-care and mental health, but still being committed to the business, I found this so generous and so powerful how they gently and still with so much grace and power shared with us their journey. And I hope that it had motivated you as much as it had inspired me to also find the energy to keep up with my own business. So... I want to thank you, Nomad Nation, for those of you who have been patient and um, also all of you who sent me some amazing messages and I have not had the time and the chance to yet answer to all of you and I want to thank you so, so much. Um, but a special, special thank you to Melissa and Karen. And one extra note, grief is something so special and so delicate And every single person grieves differently. So one favor I want to ask you is to not judge this episode based on your experience of grief. But also understand that although this is a worst case scenario for certain people, for others in my, some other things might be worse. Um, the goal here is just to share the importance of considering the human being behind each business. It is so important to know that We are all humans, like I said before, and although, as, although we're committed to our business, it's so important to make sure to take care of our mental health or self-care. And that does not contradict or does not stop us from being able to commit to our business, but in our own terms and in our own ways. So I hope this has helped you find some kind of inspiration and motivation in your journey. Hopefully you're not going through such a hard time, but it's simply inspiring you in your journey to know that, you know, whatever comes on your way, it's all about turning your challenges into opportunities, as I often say, and truly believe in. To that, my heart still aches. <laughs> and I do want to dedicate this podcast to my father who's been such an inspiration to me and through whom I have learned all the values that drive me every single day. So this is for you, Papa. And also I want to thank 
all the clients that have been so patient through these couple of weeks where I needed to pause. I also want to share how grateful I am um, that I was able to continue my business and, and continue to grow my revenue despite the fact that I might have worked really full time only six months this year as I had to travel so much to to be close to my dad knowing that it was soon the end and and so grateful for the new clients that joined and all the fun and the joy that that has brought me um, to be able to to work with such amazing people including Melissa and Karen I also want to thank so many of the great friends that I have that have been soaped and so helpful throughout this journey but most importantly my family who's been just unbelievable throughout this process of transition and grief so thank you so much nomad nation and i'm really excited to kick off this uh, new season of podcast episodes and hopefully um end this year 2021 in enjoy and hope despite the pains in the difficult times and i look forward to meeting you in the next episode make sure to tune into this part two that will be a little less sad than this one for sure we will actually be much more um i think um strategic in a way and talking more as well fun things and things that you can do and um, that you can implement to help you through this journey and I really think that these tips can work whether you're going through really, really a tough transition, difficult time in your life, or if you're simply overwhelmed. So I hope that you find some great inspiration and more um, guidance in the next part of this episode. So meet you there and stay tuned to turn all your challenges as hard as they can be to wonderful opportunities to continue to make an impact and do what you truly love while taking care of yourself and your loved ones.